going, church? Crazy faith, man, man, oh man. We're here. We were talking about this series for the last month. I'm stoked that we're finally here to kick off this series, and I hope it challenges you in a real way this morning. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. It's great. Uh-oh. It's great to be back here with all of you this morning. Man, I love Sundays. Why is that? It is our fun day. Come on, right? We get to come and gather as his church, sing praises to an awesome God, and celebrate life change through his son, Jesus Christ. Come on. You know, by the time I get out here, you guys have already celebrated that twice. You're like, okay, Rich, yeah, we've already clapped for that. Woo, come on. But seriously, it's an amazing thing. Three celebrations this past week. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Praises to God. You know, as I think about this morning, as we're coming and singing his praises, I stop to think about, like, right now, across the country, millions upon millions of people of God's children are singing his praises this morning. Yeah. I mean, that's, just think about, step back and think about that. Think about that from God's perspective, that he is standing above his church this morning, and his church is gathering across the country, across the world even, and he's hearing his children sing his praises. Come on. I mean, I get overwhelmed when we're sitting here worshiping. I can't imagine what God is feeling, the sweet aroma it is to his ears. And like, here it is, my family is singing to me. Come on, come on. You know what I'm talking about? I wonder what that would feel like. I think it's like hashtag heaven. For reals, right? Hey, if you're new with us, welcome. Welcome to Vertical Church. Uh, I don't care how you got here, I'm stoked that you are here, right? We're jumping in this new series, and I'm, I hope that when you walked in this morning, you were made to feel welcome and wanted, and that you feel loved, and then you, before you walk out those doors, you'll know full well how much God loves you, and your life is transformed through his son, Jesus Christ, for all eternity. Amen, church? Amen. Yeah, we love the fact that you're here, and I hope that you'll come back and hang with us. You know, um, gang, before we get into this morning, open your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we're starting at verse 1 this morning. Hebrews 11, verse 1. If you grab an orange Bible on the way in, you'll find it on page 822. 822. By the way, if you grabbed an orange Bible on the way in, and you do not have a Bible of your own, please take that. That is our gift for you. We desire for every single one of you to have a copy of God's Word in your hand, because we believe uh, what it can do in your life. This morning, again, we're stepping into a series that we've been praying over and preparing for for months and again, I'm super stoked that it's here, crazy faith. Uh, but as we step into this series, church, I want to challenge you to, to be here for this entire series. Don't check out, don't skip out, don't miss out. Because I believe what God wants to do through all of us as we walk through this series together. I believe this series could, has the potential to be a catalyst in our lives. I believe it has that much potential in our lives, where the Word of God truly meets our lives, and our lives are changed forever, because that's what it was meant for. You know, we read, we read all the time in the Scripture, you pick up your Bible, read all the time, over and over again, of people who lived their lives in crazy faith. You know, we pick up the Word, and we look at it, we see what they're doing, and how much they accomplished for God, these incredible feats Many times, if you're reading through the stories close enough, you see they didn't have all the information up front. They didn't know what the outcome was going to be at the end. They just knew God, and they trusted God, and they moved forward in all of that. In fact, we read them, we read these stories, and we think, man, these guys are heroes of the faith. You with me on that? 
So I think about that, and I'm with you on that, but what if, what if heroes of the faith weren't just an ancient people that we read in Scripture? Right? We look at them, they're, they're heroes of faith. What if it wasn't just the ancient people? What if it was you? What if your life was marked, that you, your life lived out, you were considered a hero of the faith, that you lived your life in such great faith, maybe even crazy faith? What if? See, I don't believe that it's just true, that's that's possible. I believe that that's what God is calling his church to do. So we've got it very comfortable in our walk with Jesus. The American church got very comfortable in what we're called to do. And I think God's like, listen, listen, listen. It's not only possible, this is what I'm calling you to do. You've, I've just given you a record of people who have done it before you. Living our lives in crazy faith. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever stopped and thought about this. I usually don't, so maybe you're in the same camp with me. But faith is the foundation of pretty much everything we do in life. Faith, simple acts, actions in our lives we don't recognize that are lived out by faith. Think about this. You walked in this morning, and you sat in these chairs, and that took an act of faith. Well, you're looking at me like, okay, Rich, these chairs are pretty sturdy. You know, I'm looking at them. They're okay. But you had no idea that we didn't pre-cut three legs on those chairs before you sat down. <laughs> right? You walked in. You trusted that they were going to hold you. In fact, Many times in my life, I go to people's houses and they offer me a seat and I look at the chair and I look at me and look at the chair and look at me. I'm thinking, I don't think either one of us are going to make it through this process, right? So we look at that, and, but the problem is what it takes is an act of faith. We need to sit down in order to see if it holds us or not, and that is faith. You had faith that your car would start this morning. You had faith that the person driving the car would get you here safely. Even if it was you driving the car and you had your own doubts. You're like, okay, I'm not had, I have coffee yet this morning. I'm just going to open my eyes at some point and we're going to be at church, right? You know, you had some kind of faith. Oh, you had faith that last night when you sat down for dinner that you weren't going to be poisoned. I'm not sure why you would worry about that in your own home, but maybe you sat down like, okay, my wife or my husband is not going to take me out with my food tonight, right? It's a simple act of faith. We trust without being able to explicitly prove anything. That is faith. Faith is part of our everyday lives. But there's something about the word faith that changes when it meets the God of anything is possible. See, when we take the word faith and we look at it through the lens of Scripture, we see an all-powerful God take a very simple word and magnify it to, to areas in our lives that we never expected, the outcomes that we never saw coming. That's what God can do in this world. Crazy faith. Crazy faith. Here's our, here's our definition. You can see it on the screen. Crazy faith is trusting God with our everything so when he calls us to do something, go somewhere, or act or respond in a certain way that may not make sense to us or the world around us, 
we still step forward into it because what we believe to be true. That is crazy faith. God's calling us out. God calls us out and we believe with our everything because we know who he is. And we step into it not knowing the outcome and not knowing everything in the beginning. We may read something like that and think, okay, we're crazy for doing things like that. Friends, their family members in our lives, their coworkers may look at us when we do things and step on that kind of faith. They, they may think we're crazy. The world may just call us crazy. But what it is, friends, and what's going to be revealed through this series, it's just plain faith. Plain faith. So let's stop here and, and let's do some personal reflection because we're gonna, we need to set a starting line for this series of where we are at personally. How would someone describe you when it comes to faith? How would someone describe you when it comes to faith? If we just set a camera up in front of them and say, hey, listen, we're talking about so-and-so, you, what would they say about your faith? Would they say you always play it safe? That you always have three different ways you can fix the problem if it steps in before you go forward? Or they say, you know, I know this person, and they have crazy faith, God-sized faith, Jesus-moving mountain kind of faith that crushes fear kind of faith. What would they say about you? If they were to look at your lives, what about you? What would you say about yourself? Would you say that you are a person of faith? If you do say you're a person of faith, how would you know? How would you know that you are a person of faith? See, many times, friends, God is calling us to crazy faith moments in life, but we seldom let him lead us to them or seldom let us lead us through them. Think about this. Right now, some of the things that you are writing in your journals or your prayer journals at home, you're, th- you're writing these things down that God is talking to you, and you're like, that's absolutely crazy. I can't believe God, you'd want me to do this. Maybe, maybe you're talking to your spouse or your friends or someone in your family and you're having these conversations with them and you're just like, that may be absolutely crazy. Maybe there's things going on in your heart that you're not sharing with anybody that God's just been burrowing in there that you think there's no way that can happen. That is crazy. Maybe that's happened to you this morning. Friends, God wants to pull that out. Because many times God brings us to these moments and we look at them and we say, that's too big, too big, too far, too hard, too whatever, and we step back. But the whole time God's like, come on, trust me, I'm calling you to something more. See, what I'm excited about this series is that we're going to walk through the series step by step together as a church. We're going to reveal through scripture where our faith truly sits. What is our starting point this morning? How you walked in this room, what you believe to be true, and how you choose to live. That is your starting point. And then we're going to walk week by week using scripture, not rich, God's word, open up and say, okay, this is where we need to be at God's calling us forward, and we're going to develop a plan together, and we're going to take those steps together. 
So when we're done with this series, you will have a pattern in your life, for your life, so you can live every single day in crazy faith. Again, it may seem like crazy to other people, but at the end of this series, you're like, no, 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 it's not crazy. I'm just following my God. You with me on that? Yeah. All right. We're not just crazy. We're just Jesus freaks. <laughs> Hebrews 11. You're open to this morning, and it's dubbed in the church world as this hall of faith. It's filled with names of real people who lived real lives and in documented God preserved it for a reason. They surrendered their lives to a crazy faith for God. They're what we call the ancient heroes of faith. But if you read this, if you step back and read the entire chapter, you would see that repeatedly it points to normal people who are following an extraordinary God, living amazing kingdom-driven lives. Normal people following an extraordinary God, living amazing kingdom-driven lives. So let's get into this. Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 1, see it on the screen. It says, now faith, faith is confidence what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. Let's just stop there. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. Break it down. Faith is also the assurance of what we cannot see. Friends, faith is more than a directional marker in life. Faith is the very fuel that fires us up every single day that thrusts us forward to life that God is calling us to. Because we believe and know who he is. So we look at this. We look at this confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. This break this down very simple. Faith is simply saying faith is confidence in who's God, who God is. We hope for, we hold to it, we can't see it. We have confidence in who God is. See, what we hope for is found in Jesus. What we're assured about is found in God. Faith is fully, completely knowing who God is, that we no longer rest and live a life on our own strength, but the strength of the one who's calling us out. So let me just ask us some diagnostic questions this morning. Who is stronger, you or God? Who is wiser, you or God? Who has always been and always will be? Who sees the beginning and end of everything at the same time? Who is the best plan for your life, you or God? If you answered God, why? Why would you answer God? Not just because you read it. It's because you read it, you believed it, and you moved forward in it. Friends, that is faith. You read it, you believed it, and you lived it out in our lives. See, faith always starts with and always comes back to our understanding of who God is, his character, his promises, his love for us, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, that he's, Jesus said that in him we can have life and have it to the full, abundant life. Why? Because we, why would we believe that? Well, because it's what we know to be true about Jesus. Look at verse 2. It goes on. It says, this is what the ancients were commended for. 
right? This, it says faith. Now, faith is confidence what we hope for, assurance about what we do not see. And this is what the ancients, the heroes of faith, were commended for. Again, what if that was us? That we were considered heroes of faith. They were commended for. Now, this word commended doesn't mean it's a pat on the back. It wasn't like, hey, hey, good job, fellas. Good job, girls. Good job, guys. Keep it up. No, that's not what commended means in this passage. He's talking about this is what their biblical witness was. Commended means their witness, their testimony of their lives. They, they held on to the hope they have in God, and they turned around, they believed and held to the things they cannot see right now, and they lived it out regardless of all that, and they said, this is their lives. First-hand authentication of a life honoring God, believing who he is, and choosing to live it out regardless of what's in front of us. See, what the author of Hebrews is telling every single one of us is that the ancients, there are examples. There are examples. We don't look at them and go like, holy cow, they got capes. They're flying around. We're going to make movies about them. They're so amazing. No, no, no. He got, God's telling us to see these people that chose to live out in crazy faith, that's your life too. You can do the same thing. They're your, just your example. Follow their lead. The author starts throwing down some examples. He threw it out, said, this is what you're called to do. This is what they did. This is what we're calling you to do. Look at this with verse 3. He says, by faith. He's throwing down some evidence. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what was seen was not made of what was visible. Okay, let's stop here again. That's a confidence in God thing, right? We read this and say, we understand the universe is formed out of God's command, that it was made from nothing. That's crazy. God spoke and everything existed. God made everything from nothing. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't make something from nothing. Can anybody in this room make something from nothing? See, when it comes to us making things, we need things. We need resources. We have to have something to start with, raw materials. Think about this table. Let's have this table. This table, the top part of it is made of wood. Took a tree. I couldn't come up with the idea of a tree. I didn't want to think about what a tree is made of, that it's brown and has all these different colors and has leaves growing on it. I can't think of anything. I can't grow anything, let alone a tree. Just ask my office plants. They're about dead. <laughs> but God did. God looks and said, we're going we're gonna to make a tree, and we're going to make some things out of this tree. He had the whole thing planned out. In fact, look at this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. Look at this. Then God said... Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and what? And what? And trees. And the land-bearing fruit with seed in according to the various kinds. And then, and it was so. Okay, I love those, fast, those last four words. God said, and it was so. God had in his mind a beautiful creation. He called it all forth and made it to be, and he spoke. And it existed. A tree. 
A lot of them are on Gibson County and Mount Carmel laying on the ground right now. That's a confidence in God thing. To make a tree, know what it's made of, that has leaves. I'm not that creative, but God is. What about us? You read in the scripture that we are created in the image of God, that we are his special creation, that he took humanity and formed it out of the dust of the ground, which he created. Right? God didn't just like, poof, there's humanity. No, he created the dust of the ground. They pulled it all together and made the first man named Adam. And they bent down and breathed life into his nostrils. We are God's special creation. He breathed life into him. And scripture says he loves us. He loves us. He loves us more than the birds. Thank you. He knows the hairs on our head. He provides for every need. That he, he is always present in our lives, fully, completely present everywhere all at once. He is all-knowing. He knows right now what you are thinking. He knows what you've done in the past. He knows what you did last night. And Scripture says he loves you. This is understanding who God is, friends. Truth buried out of Scripture. He says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He said, as scripture says, he loved us so much, he sent his son to die for our sin. This is God. Called out creation out of nothing, made mankind in his image, and absolutely pours out his love in our lives. And if that's true, if that is true, we are God's special creation above everything else he created. Why, when we look at him at a daily basis in such awe and confidence in who he is and start living the life that he's calling us to live? Because I believe God's calling us all out. But it takes us knowing who he is to step forward in faith. Our faith is rooted and our confidence of knowing who God is. This may sound a little harsh this morning, but it's the truth. If our faith is small, it's because of our understanding of God is small. If our faith is small, if your faith is small, that may, must mean your understanding of God is small. Man, do you know the word? In fact, in fact, Jesus. Everybody heard the name Jesus before? He's a pretty cool dude, right? I love Jesus. He were all about Jesus in this church. Our Lord, our Savior, your Lord, if you're giving me your life. He is your Savior if you surrender his life. He called his disciples out. Disciples meaning followers. People said, I believe in you. I'm following you. He calls them out with a simple phrase. Look at what it says. You of little faith. He's having conversation with people saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow you to the end of my life. I'm going to follow you to the end of the days. You are my everything. And he looks at him and says, you are of little faith. In fact, he says that five times in the book of Matthew. Church, read your Bibles. Five times in the book of Matthew. 
And every single time Jesus was calling his followers out, it was because what they were doing, they were looking at what was in front of them, and they felt that was bigger than the God they served. What was in front of them? They couldn't cast out the demons. They couldn't do these things. God said, you, I've called you to do this. I told you it's possible. Why are you sitting here with such little faith? So what is God saying to you this morning? What have you been journaling? What have you been praying about? That God's like, here, here's the answer. Then you prayed about it again, here's the answer. We've been talking to your friends or your, spam, your family about. It's God saying, you, your little faith. I'm calling you out. But you're not moving forward. Because you lack confidence in me because you don't know fully who I am. And let me just say this this morning. If you are not living a life if you're not living a life through the lens of a mighty God that is found in Scripture, you're, you're living a life in a God that you've formed in your own image. You're living a life based on a God that you've created in your own perception of your own ide- ideology. If you're not in Scripture understanding who God is, you're, you're living your life in a God that, based on people, what people have told you. If you're not digging into the word, identifying who God is, you're living a life under a God that's based on your past experiences. You know, I've had many, many conversations over the years where I've heard the word too many, these words too many times. I can't believe my God would. I can't believe that my God would do. And then what I'll do is I'll pull up, the, I'll bring up this, I'll say, wait, hey, let's just talk about this. What does this say right here? And I'll open up and have a conversation. I'll actually read the scripture to them that contradicts what they're saying and they believe to be true about God. And they'll look at, I can't believe God would do that. If it's not the God of the scripture, it's a God of your own perception, a God of the world, bringing all this stuff in. You're making this little masterpiece, and maybe you're making a golden calf like the ancients. It's got to be rooted in this word. And if it's not, he is not the one true God in your life. He is not the great I am, because we don't know who he is. Church, read your Bible has been a phrase that I've been sharing over and over, pattern on a Sunday morning. In fact, I was talking to someone a few weeks ago, and they were telling me they were having a conversation with someone who does not attend vertical church, and they were having this conversation, and once they found out the other person attended vertical church, they said to him, he said, well, hey, you know, you should be reading your Bible. They don't even attend our church. They say, well, you should be reading your Bible because I heard your pastor says every week you should be reading your Bible. A to the men, right? So, um, church, I don't say that every Sunday to be wrote. I don't say it to be funny. 
I certainly don't say it to be hip. <laughs> I say it every Sunday to a group of people that I absolutely love so we can experience the fullness and the confidence of a loving God who holds the truth to the best possible life. I say it every Sunday because I believe what the word of God has done in my life and doing in my life, and I want my family to walk with me. I say it because I believe that when you read the word of God, you're drawing from the deepest well of the truth that waters our souls and transforms our lives. So church, read your Bibles. Why? So you can know fully and have confidence in who God is. And when you understand who God is completely, then when he calls you out, he's like, you're thinking this is absolutely crazy. You're like, no, I can trust him. I can trust him. I can trust him. Why? Because he knows what's best for me. Faith. It's confidence in who God is. You will never experience crazy faith unless you experience the fullness of the confidence of our crazy, awesome God. Continue reading. Verse 4. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering to Cain than Cain did. By faith, he was commended, right? There it is, a testimony of what he did as what was righteous, which was right with God. And when God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. His life still speaks of a confidence in God even though he's been dead for almost 4,000, 5,000 years. By faith, verse five, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death, that he could, be, they could not be found because God had taken away. For when he was taken, he was commended. There's that word again. He was commended as one who pleased God. His life, his belief sold out, stepped out, do some things that people thought were absolutely crazy. Read the story of Enoch. Holy crow's nest, right? And God was pleased with his life. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith is confidence in who God is. Then I read these verses and I come to this next conclusion. Faith is not a foundation. It is the foundation. Faith is not a foundation. It is the foundation. In a world, friends, that's trying to sell us so much and do these things, put your confidence in, hold on to that, buy into this, have all these things, right? It's, we look at faith, oh, that's just one way. Faith, that's just one way we can live our life, right? We, we, just, we can hold on to these other things, right? No, no, it is the foundation for everything we have in Jesus. Our salvation has its foundation in faith in Jesus. Our prayers have their foundation in faith. Our eternity has its foundation in faith. It's what we hope for. It's what we hold to to be with Jesus in heaven for all eternity. It is the foundation for our lives. 
Let me say it this way. Hope is what we hold to. Faith is our spiritual feet that gets us there. Hope is what we hold to. Faith is our spiritual feet that get us there, right? We get, we get to the point where Jesus, we're holding on to this hope. There's a hope, our living hope, forever hope. This is what it is. But it took faith to get there, our spiritual feet. I'm here. Maybe it wasn't like that. That was a little ridiculous. Faith, believing, moving, that believes so much we move forward. And just to be very clear, it was Hebrews 11, these, found, these ancient heroes of faith that had lived it out. It was more than just belief. Think about this. Noah, Noah built a floating zoo. Come on. By faith, God said go, and Abram left. By faith, Moses led his people through the parted sea. By faith, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood for what they believed to follow God, and they walked right out of a blazing furnace, not even smelling like smoke. And by faith, Daniel would only bend his knee to the one true God, only to have a lion's mouth zip shut. Faith is the only foundation absolutely true. It's the foundation. It carries through us everything, every crazy thing that God is calling us to, but it calls us to move forward. It's just not a belief thing. We are called to move forward. We say we are people of faith. There are steps for us to take. Look at this. Jesus' brother. Look what Jesus' brother said. I want to listen to him because he knows Jesus pretty cool, pretty close, right? He says in verse 18 of chapter 2, but some will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith with, by my deeds. You believe that there's one God. Good. Even the demons believe. Demons. Work for Satan. Mess with your lives. Even they believe. I wonder, I wonder what the demons who were angels that got swindled by Satan and turned their back on God, if they actually had faith, they didn't just believe, but they moved forward into it, they kept their eyes on God, if they wouldn't have been swindled alone. See, we can have belief. Scripture just showed that we can have belief and not have faith. Faith calls us to move forward. In his book, Dream Big, Bob Goff says this. Faith, however, is what you do about what you believe. If you say you believe, faith is actually living it out. This is the foundation for our series. If you say you believe, faith is you living it out. It's the foundation that calls you to me to move forward, to be who God's called us to be, to do what God's called us to do, knowing in our hearts that he is pulling us out for a reason. So I need to ask again, 
What is God saying to you? What is he calling you to that you're not listening? What is he telling you in his word that is true that you're not believing and stepping forward in it? What in your life are you holding on to or not believing in that needs to meet the crazy faith experience of the fullness of understanding of who God is and who you are in him that you actually move forward? Maybe there's something that you have stopped hoping for that you never thought was possible. And today's God's conversation with you through his word is calling you back to a life where you start believing that it's possible. Where you hold to the promises and character of God. See, I believe, I believe when we were walking with Jesus, many of us walk with good intentions. Like we, we came to a point in our life where we realized we needed that Savior. We surrendered our life just like these three people here. And we're like, okay, I believe. I believe in Jesus. He's got my eternity. But you know what happens? Life. We get hit too many times. We get punched in the gut. We get hurt. We get disappointed by other people. By the way, people will disappoint us. And that one time, you know the most invigorating people for Jesus are? The ones who are like absolutely crazy, the ones who just accepted Jesus. Why? Because they don't know any different. They're running around like, you got to know this Jesus. I love this Jesus. You need to know this Jesus. He doesn't. They're crazy. And for some reason, that moment slides into a place of complacency, apathy, pain, whatever. And that once fueled fire, sold out, nutty job for Jesus living person you were becomes this shadow of what God's called you to be and I get that man life life hits us but it doesn't change who you are in Jesus it doesn't change who God is in scripture it doesn't change what he's calling you to the life that he has for you Because the mighty God that we find in his word can overcome it all. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So what's your next step? I believe that God's calling every single one of us to it. Are you listening? Are you trusting? Are you believing? And are you a person of faith? Are you willing to take that step? Not knowing the outcome, not knowing all the details. Maybe, maybe you're here this morning and you've never put your faith in God. Maybe putting your faith in God for the first time, you think, okay, I need to, I need to give my life to Jesus. Maybe you've walked for years because you went to church with grandma, your mom, and all that kind of stuff, and you came in here, and you had this intellectual understanding of who God is. 
but you have yet to put your full weight of your eternity on the cross. Because we can do that. We can have a really good idea of who Jesus is and recite some scripture and be really good about that, but never fully, fully putting our weight of our eternity on the, on the resurrected Christ. Our minds are really good playing tricks on us. Maybe that's your first step this morning. Realizing that you've never sold out, surrendered at all to him. So you can take that crazy step to walk with him. I don't know where you're at. But I know the one who does. And he's calling us out. I'm wondering, are we going to listen? You want me, church? Yeah. Are you with me? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for your love for us. I am so thankful that your son was sold out for us. God, I pray that through this series that you build a fire within our hearts that we will be willing to understand who you are, be in your word. And believe what you're calling us to. Be a church of great faith. You know, these ancients, all the people I just shared, Father, I gotta believe that they weren't thinking they were gonna get their name written in a book. I got to believe that they were like, hey, listen, if I live this out, God's going to put this in this thing and people are going to hear about it five, four, five thousand years from now. I have to believe that they just believed in who you were and they lived a life of that belief and that is faith. I pray for that for our church. I pray for that for every single person in this room. Either come to Jesus this morning or commit to follow Jesus. I pray that whatever you're burrowing in their hearts, whatever they've been ignoring, whatever the walls or strongholds have been holding them back, that you bust them free today. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in them as your children will show them how strong they are in you and what they face doesn't stand a chance to you and who you are. I pray that the faith that they have in you becomes so big that it punches fear in the face and says, get out of here. You don't belong. I'm going to follow my God. God, I pray that through this entire series that you will call us out and we'll step out and we'll be people of crazy faith. And people look at us and say, why? Why are you doing these things? Why are you making these taking these chances? Why, why? And we say, because God is calling us to. And that's what we're going to do. May we never shrink back. May we always take that step forward. Right now, I'm going to call our prayer team forward. Again, I don't know what you're walking through this morning. But I'm going to call you forward this morning. If you have some things that you have been need to bust free from and holding on that God's been calling to you and your faith has been small and you, and you realize this morning you need to trust in this mighty, big, powerful God who made everything from nothing 
Come forward, let the prayer team pray over you and pray with you. Let them encourage you, let you lift up to the God of all hope. Maybe you're realizing you've never given your life to Jesus, that you had this intellectual thought of who he is, but you never surrendered your life to him. Come forward, talk to our prayer team. You can't have crazy faith unless you take the first step of faith and give it all to Christ. I don't know where you are, but we're here for you. Come and pray. God, we love you. We worship you. Thank you for calling us out this morning. I just pray that we, including myself, will obey. In your son's name I pray. Amen. God bless your church. Have an amazing week.